welcome back to our weekly podcast this year's second edition with news on politics and migration this time we'll start with italy the ocean viking vessel run by the organization SOS Mediterranean rescued 37 people in distress off the coast of libya last saturday Later the same day, the Doctors Without Borders crew on the Geobaron ship rescued 73 people. Italian authorities assigned the Port of Ancona on the Adriatic safe for both ships to unload the 110 rescued people, a journey which SOS Mediterranean estimated would take about four days, not taking into consideration the presently bad conditions at sea. SOS Mediterranean stressed that the new practice of assigning a port of disembarkation far away from the central Mediterranean will lead to countless tragedies which will keep occurring. Doctors Without Borders added that the Italian government forcing NGO boats to travel almost 1,000 nautical miles will leave rescue zones uncovered with the inevitable increase in the number of deaths. The Italian policy of um, allocating a port immediately after the first rescue was adopted by Italy's right-wing government at the end of 2022. The government claims that this will allegedly provide help for the rescued people sooner. However, the quick allocation usually means that NGOs cannot rescue further migrants in distress at sea to fill their boats to capacity. Also to date, Italian authorities have only allocated ports very far away from the central Mediterranean. Syria and Turkey. The UN Security Council extends critical humanitarian aid to northern Syria. The highest UN decision-making body votes unanimously to keep aid flowing from Turkey to Syria's rebel-held Idlib region. The UN Security Council has voted unanimously to keep a key border crossing from Turkey to Syria's northwest open for critical aid deliveries for another six months. In a surprise move, Syria's ally Russia supported the resolution during Monday's vote. Authorization by the 15-member council is needed because Syrian authorities did not agree to the humanitarian operation, which has delivered food, medicine, shelters and other aid to opposition-controlled areas of Syria since 2014. UN Secretary General Gutierrez said after the vote that cross-border humanitarian operations remain an indispensable lifeline for 4.1 million people in northwest Syria. Ahead of the vote, all eyes had been on Russia, which in the past has abstained or vetoed resolutions on cross-border aid deliveries. It has sought to replace humanitarian aid coming across the Turkish border with convoys from government-held areas. Since the early years of the war, Turkey has sided with and supported Syria's rebels. The vote, Russia's UN ambassador stated, should not be viewed as a change in Moscow's principled position that cross-border aid deliveries, which began in 2014, are temporary and should be replaced by Syrian government-controlled deliveries. Syria's UN ambassador criticized some Western countries for politicizing humanitarian work and said Western sanctions have aggravated the suffering of the Syrians. He insisted that his government has been working relentlessly to provide basic services to Syrians and urged more recovery projects, which Russia has also pushed for. In its previous approval, the Council had passed a resolution in July that extended humanitarian aid deliveries to Idlib for 
six more months. The region is home to 4.1 million people, about half of whom were transferred there in large groups from other parts of the country that were retaken by pro-government forces. The nearly 12-year conflict has killed hundreds of thousands of people and displaced millions since it erupted in 2011 with the brutal repression of anti-government protests. This resolution will allow for aid deliveries through the Bab al-Hava crossing from Turkey to northwest Syria to continue until July the 10th. And it encourages efforts to improve cross-frontline aid deliveries and calls on all 193 UN member states to respond to Syria's complex humanitarian emergency and meet the urgent needs of the Syrian people in light of the profound socio-economics and humanitarian impact of the COVID pandemic. It urges stepped up initiatives to provide water, sanitation, health, education and electricity services as well as shelter and recovery projects. Guterres said that in the December report that at least 374 recovery projects have taken place throughout the country since January 2021, directly benefiting more than 665,000 people. But he said further expansion is needed. Sweden, Sweden's ambassador to the EU stated that there will not be any impact on migration during the six-month Swedish presidency of the EU Council. The Swedish agenda for the EU reportedly includes an increased support for Ukraine as well as a free market approach. According to Danielsson, the EU presidency will carry out the legislative work for the new migration pact. However, a new pact will not be completed before spring 2024. Therefore, Sweden's assumption of the EU presidency dashes hopes for any progress in creating a much-needed EU-wide migration policy. This is bad news for the EU, which has been deadlocked since 2015 over plans to share management of asylum seekers across the bloc, despite the latest proposals in September 2020, abandoning the idea of a mandatory refugee quota per country. However, the slow progress that has been made through the EU Council of Ministers, the key decision-making chamber, now risks further hurdles. Sweden's three-party centre-right coalition has made its anti-immigration stance clear in efforts not to alienate the far-right Sweden Democrats, which have pledged their support without directly being part of the government. The new Swedish government has also proposed major changes to immigration policy on a national level, scrapping the notion of giving permanent asylum to refugees vowing to reduce the number of refugees accepted into the country. In addition, the government has said it plans to triple the minimum income required for labor-based immigration in order to disqualify poorer migrant laborers. Meanwhile, Denmark's uh, new coalition government, which brings together a left-right political alliance, could spell chance for the country's immigration policy. After 43 days of intense negotiations following the national elections on November the 1st, 2022, the broad range of parties, including the Liberals, two centre-right parties and newly formed moderates, were able to form a coalition with the Social Democratic Party led by Prime Minister Mette Friedrichsen. 
Fredriksson headed the previous one-party left-wing government which was widely criticized for its harsh immigration policy, especially regarding its controversial Rwanda asylum plan, now also adopted by the UK. Denmark has also come under fire due to its plans to deport Syrian asylum seekers. Now, Ferguson's party has joined forces with the right-wing opposition. There is not much uh, hope for attitudes that will largely improve. However, the coalition partners have included changes to the future status of foreign residents as well as a reworded form of a controversial Rwanda asylum plan in their government plans. And Spain. Police in Spain have arrested 43 people accused of exploiting irregular migrants for cheap labor in the Malaga province. The gang reportedly had some of the workers living under inhumane conditions in properties that belong to the organization. Spanish police conducted search operations involving seven agricultural businesses which are alleged to have been involved in the scheme. Investigators also raided four homes during the listing, seizing more than 50,000 euros in cash as well as securing mobile phones and documents related to the alleged scheme. The fictitious work contracts were supposed to regularize the, the worker situation by obtaining or renewing residence and work permits. This was also supposed to allow them to fraudulently pay social security contributions and access various benefits. Most of the victims were Moroccans without official papers in Spain. This was our last piece of news. We thank you so much for your attention.